Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. What's up, everybody? My name is Matt Connor. I'm here with my friends Sterling Holmes and our guest for this this evening. I was going to say this morning, my day's upside down. Stacy Smith is here, one of our great contributors at Arrowhead Addict. How are you guys today? I'm great, man. It, it, it is a beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Uh, we're inching closer to training camp. We feel so far away. As a man who loves everything Kansas City, the Royals were done in May. So every day we inch closer to July 18th is a good day in my book. That's true. Man, that's creeping closer. Stacy, you, are you excited about camp coming up, man? Or does it feel too far or or, or you kind of good with the distance? No, man, it, it feels like it's been a long off season, so I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm excited to, to get up there a couple of times and see what the team is looking like. So, yeah, coming up here, within we're within 30 days at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're like less than a month. It's just like a few weeks and we're there, at, at least for the rookies and like the quarterbacks, you know, the, the, you know. And the equipment managers and all that stuff. I bet they're already there. I bet if you're an equipment manager, you're already doing laundry at this point, right? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, folks, if you're hanging out with us today, uh, we're talking a few different things. Even though there's not a lot of news, we will get to a few things there to lead out the show. Uh, also, uh, we're thrilled to have Stacy on because we want to talk about uh, maybe some missed marketing opportunities and some things. Stacy's not only a great football writer, not only does he make music on this on the side too, but he's also a sneaker hit. By the way, Stacy, how many pairs of sneakers do you own? Can I ask this? You can certainly ask. I, I don't know that I have an answer for you. Uh, it's pretty <laughs> crazy. I, I actually checked yesterday. I got I got a couple of stacks that go up to my ceiling in my office. So yeah, it's it's uh it's actually pretty crazy right now um, <laughs> and i don't have an accurate count all right all right we will just call it an innumerable pile but we want to we want to talk about some of that and then also later in the show we'll be talking about whether the chiefs should go shopping if you look at the list of free agents available at this point there's actually some really intriguing names at some positions and we'll talk all of that 
But uh, before we do, we want to give a shout out uh, from some of our friends that may help you make some money or take some of your money. I don't know. We hope you make money, and that's if you use FanDuel Sportsbook. If you go to FanDuel, click the link in the description to sign up. And if you do that, you can get a no-sweat first bet up to a 1000 bucks on any sport. Hey, you want free money? We all want free money. So get a no-sweat first bet up to a 1000 bucks on any sport. This offer is available for new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in most legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Please check the description for the full offer's terms. And by the way, if you already have a FanDuel account, you can head to arrowheadaddict.com slash bets to find more. That's arrowheadaddict.com slash bets to find more. You can support the podcast, hopefully win some money. Come on. I was on a heater. I was 10 of 11 in baseball games the other day. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. That's great. Yeah. I think my voice my, my voice. Yeah, is you were so there. excited you turned into Hanson when they were 12 years old. It was very impressive. I went back through puberty, and did you just say Hanson? Yeah, you're like the 12-year-old version of Hanson. Yeah, when they mm-hmm. sang mm-bop and stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 I actually just interviewed Hanson like a few days ago. We'll talk about Wait, that later. Really? Wow. Yeah, one? literally. Taylor or all three? All three or? of them together. Zach Taylor and and uh, and other Hanson. Yeah. You, anyway. you have to understand, I love Hanson. I saw him in concert when I was in high school. They're yeah. legitimately a great band. Yeah, very and talented. I, and everyone's like, wait, they did anything else other than that? Pisses me off. I always said that Mbop may have been one of the worst things that it actually happened to their career because then you get you get put in that little category yeah, of yeah, yeah. a fun little kid pop band, but they're very musically talented. They are. No one cares. So let's talk Chiefs. We'll talk Hanson after the show. But I'll, uh, yeah, hey, um, so for those of you tuning in, if you hear a third voice, just want to let you know, first of all, uh, if you're not already following Stacy Smith online at MC Reach on Twitter, got great opinions about most things. He knows what's really up in entertainment. We both love the show Black Mirror. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later too. Uh, but what I love about Stacy's angles about the Chiefs, especially, is that there's always like this unique angle, this take. Stacy, so many times I'll check Twitter and you're like, you know what, everyone's saying this, but I ain't buying it. Or you're like, something's going on because we're not hearing about this or that. And there's always like this thought about what's going on behind the thing. And I love it. It's what makes him such a great writer on site, but also just a follower in general on social media. And he's been on here before. We wanted to bring him back. So I just want to say officially welcome here. As we get into news, we just thought, let's just have Stacey on for the whole show. It'll be a great time. So as we're diving into some, uh, some of the Chiefs news here, one of the things we learned today, Germany tickets sold out. Uh, they were like Ben Affleck's wife, Gone Girl. Fifteen minutes, right? What, like, uh, are you surprised by? Uh, you hate my Ben Affleck joke there, but <laughs> like, were you surprised by Gone in fifteen minutes? Some reports said there was a million people waiting in the queue, or over a million wow. people waiting, like, to click these tickets. Now, I mean, who knows how many of those people were just wanting to sell them to buy them, or you know, to flip them later on, whatever. But does that surprise you that it's such a hot ticket? Or did you guys try to go yourself? It didn't surprise me. Um, I know they've been working to build their footprint in that market. I know they've worked a lot in, in the UK. Uh, but just seeing some of the spots they're doing, some of the work they're doing to build that out, um, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's, it, you're talking about the World Champion Chiefs here. So, um, you know, you're going to have your diehards, but you also have a growing fan base of folks who are coming on because of the success of the team. 
Yeah, what is this, the Iron Maiden at the Truman? Like, like, do they not play? Like, get a bigger stadium. No, I'm kidding. This is actually pretty cool, though. I mean, I, I'm not shocked because it's not a once-in-a-lifetime experience, but it's a uh, very, very, very rare experience. A lot of Americans want to go to this game. It's not just German. It's not just Germany. It's a lot of Americans. There's a lot of uh, people from other countries in Europe that want to go to this game. And not only that, it's the Chiefs. I mean, it is the the best team in the NFL overseas. Of course, how often do you get a chance to see the best player at any given sport in their prime? If you wanted to see Messi when he was uh, 30 years old or 28, that's what this would be like. You want to see LeBron when he was in his prime, this is what that would be like. Of course, you want to go see this game. It's such a unique thing. I'm excited. I really, really wish I could go, but... um, I even speak a little bit of German, but I ain't paying those tickets, baby. You give me for free, I'm in. But I ain't paying those tickets. Sprechen de Deutsch. Uh, I will say, uh, some of our commenters, HD Chiefs fans, says, some of us have tickets for the Germany game. Congratulations to you if you got them. Uh, By the way, it's not a throwaway game. I think this is what I love about it. I mean, you hate to see it because it's not at Arrowhead, which would make it more accessible. But part of the great, like so many of those early European games just felt like someone versus the Jags and it's going to be a throwaway in London, that kind of thing. It's 9 a.m. football here in the States. Who cares? But this is like Tyreek Hill playing the Chiefs for the first time. This is, this is a, if you want to run up the points, Mike McDaniel will give you 30 and Andy Reid will give you 30. So, there's like fireworks in Frankfurt. That's what I'd be calling this. Uh, by the way, uh, Sterling, I'll go to you. Are you sad that this was not an arrowhead? Or are you like, no, this is a good gift for Germany? I've gone back and forth. I, I, it's sad that we don't get to see Tyreek Hill get the deuces thrown his way from a Chiefs player. But at the same time, this has got to be a really cool experience for the players and for the organization and for Germany. Um we knew the Chiefs were giving up a home game that was already in the work. So the only issue was, is it going to be, uh, it had to be, there's three possible teams, Detroit, the bears and um, Miami and Detroit hadn't played in Kansas city for a long, long time in Chicago. They thought the money was going to be really good here in Kansas city. As far as there's a lot of Chicago fans that live in Kansas city still, they still travel very well and they're only eight hours away. So it made sense. So that only left Miami. I'm sad, but I understand the reasons behind it. What about you, Stacey? You feel the same? Yeah, I was a little disappointed, right? I wanted, I wanted to drop the banner on Tyreek, especially after all the podcast stuff and the conversation that happened um, earlier in the year. So, I really wanted that game to happen, um, but I certainly understand you want you want a game with some intrigue league wide. It's going to be on in a in a window that there won't be any other football. So it certainly makes sense to have two explosive teams that are going to put a great product on the field. Yeah, it, it's an early game, but, I, you know, no doubt everyone will be up for that one. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, I want to shift gears here to, um, there's been no news. Look, the last thing we heard, end of last week, uh, the news came out. DeAndre Hopkins says, uh, look, I'm willing to wait. <laughs> I'm willing to wait and see what other news there, uh, what other teams come out of the woodwork. He'd visited the Titans. Now, normally, think think of the difference in free agency. If a player visits a team in free agency, you think, oh, he's gone. The moment they go to that team, you think, boy, you're going to be lucky to see them free on the other side. But he goes to Tennessee, comes out free, goes to New England, comes out free. And not only that, but remains free for weeks and then says, yeah, we're still waiting. So that feels like a no news kind of thing, which it is, except I wonder, um, in my head I'm thinking, is no news good news for a team like the Chiefs or for a team like the Bills? Because any attempts to like try to create some sort of competitive, you know, bidding, you know, it's not happening, and he's not then going for the money that apparently these teams may or may not be offering. Like what like Stacy, I'd love your take on whether you even want to see DeAndre. And is this sort of good news for those fans who want to see him in KC? Sure. I'd be open to Hopkins at the right price. I do think it is good news because it just proves that he's willing to play the long game and he'll wait for the offer uh, that really strikes him before he moves. And that will give the Chiefs time for this whole Quinn and Williams, Chris Jones situation to play out to maybe open up the cap space to bring him in. Yeah. Sterling, what do you think? Are you are you tired of all this? Or are you? I am so you, sick and tired of all this. <laughs> I, I I don't give a hoot nor a holler. I I just don't care. Uh, I I don't care because the Chiefs. Guess what? They are the Super Bowl favorites right now. What happens if they sign DeAndre Hopkins? They'll still be the Super Bowl favorites. DeAndre Hopkins signs with any other team. The Chiefs will still be the Super Bowl favorites. It's a fun piece. It's not a necessity. At some point, you have to let the young wide receivers grow as well. If it's a one-year deal, I'm I'm in on Hopkins on a one-year deal. I've made that known before. I'll make it known again now. One-year deal, I am in. Anything more than a one-year deal, you are handicapping yourself as far as the ability to resign Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney, uh, not Joe Tooney. Uh, well, I guess technically, if you wanted to, but um, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, Nick Bolton, Willie Gay Jr., Legereus Sneed. Uh, Mahomes can make wide receivers better. He can't make linebackers better. That's, that's just not how it works. He's not he's not playing linebacker as well. So uh, what it comes down to is if the price is right for one year, I'm in. Any more, no. Is it good that there's no real talk with DeAndre Hopkins as far as other teams? Sure. It's fine. End of the day, I don't think he's coming to Kansas City. As much as he says he wants to win, he's also made it known he wants the money. And I'm just sitting here going, yeah, well, no bleep guy. Everyone says the same thing. <laughs> they always want to win, and they always want the money. At some point, you have to decide. So it's a wait and see, but I'm not holding my breath. Sure, sure. Would DeAndre's presence on another team, if it's a contender, worry you? Either one of you? Not really. It wouldn't worry me. No, I, I think certainly you can bolster other offenses in the AFC uh, team like the Bills um, certainly could use him, and that would make their offense stronger. But it wouldn't worry me. 
Okay. Boy, some ag- some agreement there. I think I may be a bit more bullish on what I think DeAndre brings to the table. Uh, I, I still think there's something very productive there. And I would very, I'd be very happy to see him in Kansas City. Uh, let's go to some comments real fast. Landon says MVS is wide receiver one and almost as valuable as Kelsey for the space he creates for underneath routes. That's a big comparison. Uh, we're in huge trouble if MVS goes down. I agree. No one would want to see him gone. Uh, Tilly Train says let him apply to the training camp roster like anyone else and see if he can beat someone out. I have a feeling Hopkins is going to get a better deal than that. But Ronald Rodrigo says, with an incentive-driven deal, count me in. I think we'd all agree on that one. Um, One more here in the bit of news, just because I love it so much. One, I love Chris Jones on Twitter. Two, I love Chris Jones's fortitude on Twitter because it starts with, I'm going to talk about this every day. And then about day three, he's like, I'm not sure if I'm talking about it anymore. Uh, but he came out, Chris Jones came out today or last night with a picture of himself in Madden and says, EA Sports, we have problems here. Then today he adds them again and says, hey, we're going to keep talking. I'm going to tweet at you. We're going to keep do something about this. Uh, what did you guys did you guys see the way Chris Jones looks in in the photo and then is he going to keep talking about it or is he going to fade away like he did with the Frank Clark demands uh, and the Chiefs? Stacy, to you. Well, I mean, you know, certainly complaints. You hear complaints from players about Madden every year, from ratings to their aesthetics to everything else. And he has every right. That is not Chris Jones. That looks like LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> it is bad. It is It is quite bad. I think Richard's getting ready to pull up the, uh, the picture of Chris Jones. <laughs> There we go. That's uh, that's some good work there. He, I mean, he, yeah, it doesn't look a lot like him, but also let's be real now. I don't think anyone's picture in Madden looks a lot like him. It is so hard to go through that many players and go through every little thing to make sure it is correct. Um, first off, they're wearing a helmet in the game anyways. They're, they play with helmets on. It's not a big deal. Like you could just put – you don't even need to have the faces. If Madden was smart, they wouldn't even do the faces. Just have the helmet over on so you can just see the eyes. I don't know. It's. I think it's hilarious. I think it's funny. And I hope Chris Jones keeps it up. <laughs> I do love it. I love following him. Well, hey, folks, before we uh, before we move on, just want to remind you, uh, if you're watching at all, you can go to arrowheadaddict.com slash swag. Do I have that right? No, that's not right at all. Richard... Thank you for for being the voice of reason because because Matt Connor does not know uh, what we're doing. The dis- the link is in the description below. Connor. There it is. Can you, yeah. Matt Connor? Come on. I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. Click I'm... the link in the description below. Shirts, beach towels, baby onesies, pint glass, and if you use code AA20. Get 20% off your order today. That code lasts until Sunday. So code AA20 for 20% off at checkout. Man, I had that wrong. We were talking about Hanson and then Chris Jones's looks, and I just got all uh, all taken away. Hey, early. Um, so one of my favorite pieces that we've had written over the last couple of weeks at Arrowhead Addict um, was actually stemming from a conversation that Stacy and I were having where he said, man, I think – Adidas is missing a real opportunity here 
with Patrick Mahomes and the way that they've sort of um, you, like utilized him, um, you know, ever since signing him, you got like the greatest player in the greatest sport in America or the most popular sport. So I, I was like, Stacey, you got to come on the show. You got to give people basically a summary of what you said in the column. And I'd love to kind of banter about it and ask you some more questions. Um, like, first of all, what do you mean when you say Adidas is missing a great opportunity with Patrick Mahomes as one of the athletes that they sponsor? Just feels like, you know, he, he is the face of the NFL. He's one of the, um, one of the biggest and brightest stars in professional sports right now. And it just doesn't feel like it. If you look at his relationship with the Adidas brand, he certainly has his own uh, signature shoe, which has in the history of the NFL has not uh, that, that distinction has not been for very many players. It's been fewer than 20 players that have had their own signature shoe playing in the NFL, but it just feels like there's an opportunity that's being missed. It feels like there's so much more that he could be. He could be even bigger and brighter um, with his partnership with Adidas. And I think about it, I watched uh, the movie Air recently. It was a film about the bringing Michael Jordan on to Nike at a time where their basketball division was failing. So uh, just thinking about that story, thinking about everything that they did to line up the relationship they ultimately built with Michael Jordan. And I know I, I heard the conversations, I heard the responses, and certainly basketball is a very different sport. And that was a very different sports landscape, but it just feels like there's more that could be done. If you can imagine Patrick Mahomes on signed to Nike or imagine Patrick Mahomes signed to the Jordan brand, I just feel like we would be seeing more. I feel like um, the way that they've marketed him and his shoe um, has left some things to the imagination. So I, I can't think of one NFL player, though, with any I mean, any NFL player, I mean, even Starbury, like we're not even talking about a superstar. Stephon Marbury had his own shoe. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal had his own shoe. The Shaq Gnosis, we're on those Reebok pumps. I I don't think it's Adidas necessarily. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but a little pushback is I I think it is the sport itself. Um, Tom Brady was the was the face of the NFL for so long, 20 plus years. Not not a single thing. You don't just wear uh, Uggs, but like. It's tough because basketball shoes you can wear on and off the court. So for Mahomes, you're going to have a separate entity of a football cleat, and then you would also have to have an off-the-field line. And in essence, you're basically making a basketball shoe for Patrick Mahomes in that in that in that essence. Then you're making a different sport for him. Same thing with baseball. I, the only baseball shoe I can think of is Ken Griffey Jr.'s and A Rod. I think A Rod had one at one point too, but like baseball shoes, it was very rare to have a signature shoe that was very, very popular with the average person. Sure. And I think it's, it's tough to make it his star comparable to a Michael Jordan because basketball is different, right? You get 82 opportunities to see a player wearing a particular shoe. So it is different. Um, I acknowledge that, but I think just even as a lifestyle shoe, there's more opportunities that could be made available just within the sneaker space, right? There are other, um, entities that have had shoes that aren't athletes at all that have been able to kind of corner the market and create a level of buzz and a level of hype and interest in a shoe that I think could be duplicated with Patrick Mahomes. He's, he's, he's a major, major, major star. And I think uh, there's more that could be done with him. Do you think part of that is, is about 
you know, like the Jordan brand was so ubiquitous, like, you know, everywhere. I mean, it was, it was like partnered with everywhere and the commercials were everywhere. And I want to be like Mike was everywhere. And mm-hmm. you know, if you watch that great last dance um, documentary series, you know, it kind of chronicles so much of that. And despite Mahomes being the best player in what is clearly the, the most popular sport, yeah, I mean, the, uh, take whatever NBA ratings you want. I mean, the NFL is a steamroller over even other popular things. So you would think that being this golden child in this golden era within this popular sport would elevate him maybe even to like that, that in some ways we could even be talking about him like, oh, my gosh, could he surpass the Jordan brand? But instead, the Jordan brand is kind of out here like a, here's how big you could get. And and I don't think we talk about Mahomes or see Mahomes or hear about Mahomes in any sort of ubiquitous way that kind of like overwhelms popular culture. Sure. And I think a part of that has to do with his personality. There are a lot of variables here. And so, again, um, just having a conversation on Twitter with one uh, person that replied to the story, uh, the ask is not that he be made to be as ubiquitous as Michael Jordan was, right? I think that's unreasonable. Uh, but there are certainly avenues that are available to uh, to make even the shoe uh, bigger than what it is. I think just the design of the shoe, the aesthetics, I don't think it was a great silhouette. Um, I think there's more they can do in the future when they have you know, the next iteration of the shoe. Um, I think it can be marketed in a way through certain sneaker platforms. There is so much, there's such a big uh, presence of sneaker YouTube. I think there's so much more that can be done to expand his reach on that brand. I, I just think it's so tough. Uh, just the sport you play. And that's what it comes down to. The fact that the sport he plays uses a cleat. Um, if you are playing basketball, sure. it's so easy to have the parallels of on and off. Uh, I know I had a pair of Paul George's at one point. I, I had a pair of Kyrie Irving's at one point. I had a pair of Allen Iverson's at one point. I had a pair of LeBron James shoes at one point. Um I had a pair of Kobe's at one point, right? I had a pair of John Wall's. John Wall had his own shoe at one point. Like, like that's the whole point. The NBA, there's so many shoe lines, and they were so unique. But it wasn't just for basketball. I mean, I obviously wore them just for basketball. You know, I'm not a heathen. I'm not. I'm not getting dirt on those shoes. Come on, I'm not. I'm not the guy that takes the shoes, walks outside, and ruins the court. If you do that, you're a bad person. I hope you step on a Lego. But the point is. <laughs> You can if you like want. You can rock those shoes outside of just the court. It's way easier to play pickup ball. A lot of people still play pickup ball. You can work out in those shoes. The Mahomes shoe is just being in football, in my opinion, makes it so much more difficult to have that type of reach. Sure. Yeah, and I, and I don't think it's specific to the shoe. I think the shoe is a big part of it. But uh, there's also the commercials. You, you think about Michael Jordan, you're not just thinking about the shoes. You're thinking about maybe arguably the best pitchman in the history of professional sports. So uh, it's bigger than the shoe, but I think a shoe is a central part of it. And so I think there are ways that they can do better by Patrick Mahomes and the shoe and his presence on the brand. I would like to see, you know, you think about the the Penny commercials, or you think about Jordan's commercials, the series of commercials he did with Spike Lee, like those are the creative things that Nike did to establish and create the legend that we now think of when we think about Michael Jordan in the 90s. And so I think those same things can happen. I mean, we're now in the age of social media. We're now in the age of advanced technology when it comes to um, you know how they shoot and film cameras. There are things that are possible now that weren't possible 
when Michael Jordan uh, was early in his career. So I just think there's more that can be done. He will never be Michael Jordan. There's Michael Jordan's one-on-one. So uh, that's certainly not the ask, but I do think there are opportunities being left on the table. Maybe part of this goes back to remember his rookie year when he refused to do any sort of uh, market promotion or anything like that. Like remember for the sake of, yeah, Alex Smith was the starter, the leader. He was going to take a back seat. He was going to be an understudy for that year. And we really didn't see him. You know, he's not out there on State Farm. He's not out there in any sort of other commercial until he'd been handed the reins one full year later, some of that. That maybe what you're talking about is, is a person who's more selective and who maybe doesn't want to go over the top in that way. Certainly he makes enough money. And, um, you know, uh, Maybe part of it is the personality. Maybe maybe that's part of it and, and what's driving it there too. I don't know. Yeah, I think personality is a big part of it. I also think just maybe marketing strategy is a part of that as well. And certainly people, the people that do this for a living in Adidas have forgotten more than I've ever known about this. So I don't I don't want to posture in a way that I know more than the folks over at Adidas specifically in how they are strategizing the marketing. I just think there are ways that he can connect to a, a young group of people, many of which who are fans of his. He has plenty of kids that that want to be like him. I just think there's a there's a different way that they can connect with that audience to grow the star on the brand. And I think if he were on, if he were signed to the Jordan brand, if he were signed to Nike, it would look a little bit different. Hmm. Interesting. Well, folks, if you're uh, if you haven't already read uh, Stacy's column, you can certainly do so. You can find the link in the information section of wherever you take in this podcast. But yeah, we just appreciate you breaking that down, Stacey. It's it's great to kind of think about what's weird is the chiefs have the best player in the sport on their roster. And we're talking about how he could be more popular than he already is using, using comparisons like Michael Jordan. So yeah, that's the era that we're in uh, today. Folks, we want to move on. Let's do shopping. I don't know if you have your shopping cart. By the way, I'm wearing my John McGraws. I don't know if you guys have a pair of those, but that's what I've got right now. Anyway, we'll do a little bit of shopping here. If you look at NFL free agent lists, there are guys I like at a lot of positions. And yet we have a team that just won the Super Bowl that had a young draft class last year, more draftees this year. How much room is there? What I want to do for this round is to talk about uh, should the Chiefs go shopping at various positions? Um, and then who maybe you like at those positions? But I'd love to start with you can't go shopping without your checkbook. And last time I checked, the Chiefs are dead last in cap space. Now they have more than $177, which is what they had back in 2020. But like, are you worried about the lack of of, of cap space at all at this point? Is that is that sort of foolish sterling what like what's your take on the chiefs finances right now they're fine if they want to open up some cap space they have the ability to a lot of it just comes down to chris jones once a chris jones deal gets done you're going to see a lot of cap space open up they can get a decent amount of guys at least on a one-year deal is that hopkins is that unique in gawkway um that remains to be seen i mean if you want an edge guy i will always say unique in gawkway uh, I think he's a very, very talented player. Um, I, I don't think a running back is in the cards. I think it would be very, very, uh, very, very silly. Dalvin Cook uh, is a fine running back. He's still pretty good, but is he better than Isaiah Pacheco? 
I don't know, yards per carry last year as that goes Isaiah Pacheco's way. I think the efficiency numbers go Pacheco's way as well. I like Dalvin Cook, but it doesn't make a lot of sense in today's running back market. He's not taking a cheap deal. He wants his money. We know how running backs are, how they're built, how they're wired, and what he has said. Ezekiel Elliott is still out there. Uh, Leonard Fournette still out there. But again, two more running backs. I don't think the Chiefs need to take a look at. I like the state of the running back room for Kansas City. There's not really a lot of names that I'm sitting here going, that yeah, the Chiefs need that. The Chiefs are in a great spot. They're very versatile. There's a ton of depth. They've drafted extremely well. They're very young. Uh, last year was the hardest year. That was the growing pain year. They got through that with a Super Bowl victory. Quite frankly, I'm sitting here going, I think the Chiefs are in a really good spot. I don't think they need to hit the free agent market at all. At all? No. Interesting. Stacy, would you agree with that or disagree? I would disagree a little bit. I don't think it's it's a major need, but there are certainly some positions I would like to see some additional depth. Um, certainly, we've been talking about Hopkins. I think having another reliable veteran in the wide receiver room would be would be good. Um, I think you can certainly add some depth along the defensive line as well. I'd love to see uh, a low profile edge signing, maybe another. Uh, veteran defensive tackle for the rotation. There are a couple of positions. I don't think it's a major need. I don't think the Chiefs need to uh, panic and rush out to to spend a lot of money the rest of the way. But I do think there are a couple of positions where they can sprinkle in a bit more depth. I want to go back to this and Sterling push back here, if you will, because you just kind of like poo-pooed the whole running back thing. Like, oh, you know, they're good, they're good, they're good. And I agree. It could be fine, right? Pacheco, Looked great. No, no one wants to take anything away from Pacheco. You want to, you want him to develop. Jarek McKinnon, sure, he's back. Tandem, may if he's if he hasn't hit that wall near thirty, maybe something there, uh, or you know, maybe able to pick up where he was last year. Dude, he was outstanding last year at what they use him for and what they're going to use him again for. He he was outstanding as a third down back. We know what his role is. He's not getting twenty carries a game. He'll get three carries. He'll get three receptions. That's what he's used for. <laughs> Three characters. I I guess I get that, but here's Pacheco had offseason surgery, right? And he's they're hoping he gets back by the middle of training camp. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Clyde, who's always kind of injured, right? Mm-hmm. McKenna getting getting a little bit older, and then we're making all this like there's all this rah 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 around Prince as this undrafted free agent coming in out of Tulsa, which you know like it's always a great story when a kid hits like that out of nowhere. But I guess when I look at the free agent list and I see all these veterans who who have been recently productive. Can I can I ask you something? Yeah. Why do you think they're free agents? I get that. I totally get that. Um, right. Why do you think that why do you think that the Vikings chose Alex Madison over Dalvin Cook, especially based on that contract? Because Dalvin why? Dalvin Cook was was due like, like sure. ten million dollars. Like sure. it was like you gotta clear that Zeke's gotta clear that space. Sure. Right? I mean, I, I I don't think it has to do with the fact that they're just like done. They're not like all going to learn Fournette. What about Fournette? He got I guess beat so. out by Rashad White. My, my, my point here is the reason these dudes are free agents for the most part. Again, obviously the contract comes into play here. But if Zeke went the way of Todd Gurley and doesn't play another snap in the NFL, I really wouldn't be that shocked. I mean, end of the day, we're talking about maybe the most replaceable position in football right now where we are at. In, in 2023 in the NFL, we're talking about the most replaceable position. The list of Super Bowl winners in this recent era where the running back has been the main focus, name one. Daryl Williams and Damian Williams, uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm not, the, the Chiefs I'm not don't arguing. need 
But I'm, I'm saying that the Chiefs don't need to go out and get one, get someone right now. I'm comfortable with who they have. If they want to pick up a random guy later on, uh, Melvin Gordon, come on down in the middle of the season because an injury happens, that's fine with me. Roll with who you have. Worry about it later. I get it. I mean, you're arguing some things I'm not arguing. I guess I just want to argue, at, I guess. I'm sorry. I know. I know. It feels that way a little bit. I'm, I don't know. Stacey, what do you think, man? I kind of see both sides of it. I think – to Sterling's point, he's right. Running back is the easiest position to backfill in the NFL. And I think league-wide, the overall perception and value being placed on the running back position is lower than it has been in quite some time. So yeah. I get that piece. I do think I would be a wee bit concerned. I do love Daenerys Prince. I think uh, he's going to have a very good chance to make this roster and maybe pick up some snaps uh, if Pacheco has some – concerns going into the season but I, I I wouldn't be mad at it's not on my short list running back would not be on my short list but I wouldn't be mad at another low profile veteran back being uh, brought in at least for camp to kind of push guys see where they are um, and maybe give them some insurance if Pacheco is not quite on schedule in terms of his recovery Connor where are you at where are you at with this I like bringing in a little bit extra security because the list of names there is good is good so if i can ask yeah are you thinking a guy like leonard fournette a yeah, I was robinson yes like who would be the guys that I would be on your short list yep i wouldn't mind fournette i wouldn't mind i mean you know cook has been mentioned here or there i guess all i'm saying is this i'm looking at that list and going injury inexperience age inexperience whatever and i'm going eh, if with all that if you have room and the cost is cheap and there is some supply, why wouldn't I pick it up for next to nothing? I mean, it, it would be a contract so low that it wouldn't even count against the top 51 contracts, which is what comprises your hit against the salary cap anyway. And uh, yeah, I just, I don't like that Pacheco had two surgeries and is still not going to be around until, until quote, hopefully middle of training camp. I don't like that. I don't like Jarrett McKinnon coming back for age 30 season hoping he's going to be what he's been for the for the last couple. To me, that's a dice roll. Here's another dice roll. Here's another dice roll. And I'm thinking, well, if you're going to roll all those dice, then shore it up just a little bit because there's a long line of guys waiting in that taxi stand for some car to pick them up. Uh, you could do it for pennies on the dollar and just make sure that, that uh, you're not stressing anyone out by ha- making them get ready. I'm not stressing out over the running back position by any stretch. I'm just saying, look at that long line of names. One of those guys would work pretty well to just kind of come in and, like you said, provide some competition, show him what he's got. I could care less if it's Gordon, if it's Fournette, if it's if Eric Bieniemy decides to come back as a player coach. I don't care. I'm just saying there are a lot of recognizable guys out there. I don't think they're all done, and I think there's room for it. That's all I'm saying, especially with Pacheco having two surgeries. Uh, LaMichael P. Ryan ain't doing it for you? Yeah, that's – that. yeah. As uh, as much as I love saying that name, no, that's uh, – P. Ryan's not doing it for me. Uh, let's move on. D- earlier, Stacy, you mentioned the defensive line. Sterling, you've already said, I wouldn't go shopping at all. But I know from experience that you and I have talked about, you know, maybe the importance of adding that defense, especially on the edge – where there's some inexperience here, right? Last year, the Chiefs carried both Kando and Herring, um, and both were just sort of 
healthy scratches or should have been just healthy inactives um, the whole season. You know, Carlos Dunlap came out not too long ago and said, hey, I'm I'm interested. I'm here. Melvin Ingram, still there, etc. Would you not want to see the Chiefs go shopping there for even familiar faces? Sterling. Uh, I, I, I'm fine with it, man. Uh, I am fine with it. Is it a necessity? No, it's not. Uh, is, is it nice considering Charles Amina who might miss some games? And if he does, is it going to be the start of the season based on whatever suspension, if a suspension gets levied down? Yeah, that'd be nice. The first four games of the year, FAU still wants to get his feet wet, get, have him learn behind someone. That's great. But is it a necessity? No, I don't think it is. Uh, I think you'll see Charles Minow get a ton of snaps inside, outside, all over. Uh, the versatility of this defensive line is its strong suit. You'll obviously see Chris Jones kick out at times as well. Mike Dana is one of the most underrated defensive linemen, in my opinion, in the NFL. He continues to put up and, and produce numbers uh, for being a fifth-round draft pick. Uh, if they got uh, Gordon, they or, I mean Ingram, if they got Ngakwe, uh, if they got Dunlap, I'd be happy. But it doesn't move the needle for me a ton. Again, I think it's more of a start of the season type of move, not a finishing move uh, that really moves the needle in any uh, any sort of way. Stacy, would you want to see the team pick those guys up, uh, or either those guys up or someone else? Absolutely, I, I, I'd be okay with the reunion with Dunlap. Uh, maybe a guy like Dewan Smoot, uh, Matt Ioannidis. I think having some extra bodies would be would be plus for the Chiefs because I think you know there's a lot being said about whether or not the talent is there. Uh, but for me, it's more of a depth question, right? If any one of those key guys goes down, what happens? And then now you're in a situation where Mike Dan is going to have to play a ton of snaps, right? Felix is going to have a learning curve. So I just want to have another body. I think part of what made that group so special last year was just being able to keep guys fresh with the rotation. And so I think if you've got one, maybe two more pieces, uh, you kind of ensure that that can happen going into the new year. Certainly, we know Cullen's going to do his job. He's going to earn that check as well as any position coach on this team. So they're going to be good. I just my concern is always the depth. Let, let's slide inside because, uh, Stacy, I want to go back to you real fast. You said defensive tackle. I think it was like the first position you identified is like, I wouldn't mind if they went shopping here and and outside. I think I agree there. Like, are you worried about the, does it feel thin to you? No, not, not worried, not worried. But again, just having bodies, you know, they, they've invested some resources there. Um, the last couple of years they had, Dan, they carried Danny Shelton for quite a while. He wasn't on the active roster a lot, uh, but they did have some extra bodies there. And so I think again, early in the year, you lost Turk. So, you know, you play the odds, you're going to have injuries throughout the season. And so the question is whether or not you can weather those injuries that happen throughout the year. And so I think just having an extra body, maybe one inside, maybe one outside uh, would be beneficial for, especially if to Sterling's point, if you're going to have a minute out due to a suspension, it's going to be even more important to have a healthy rotation. Yeah. If, if a minute is out in the first half of the year, which is basically going to be a mulligan for Felix in the first place, like just judging off Carl Loftus's first half season, right? You can't, if we're not expecting anything from FAU and then a Minihue's out for two games, you know, which is one eighth of the season, you may have some real problems up front. If suddenly you're, you know, you know, if, if Dana's having to carry uh, a significant, like serving as a cornerstone piece and that's without any other injuries happening uh, either. Sterling, what about you? Uh, defensive tackle? Are you just out totally on all things? It's fine, but we're, we're we're talking about 
DT5. I mean, that's that's what we're talking about right now. Derek Nottie's there. He's going to start unless Keandre Coburn just shows out. Uh, you also have Turk Wharton. He's going to get some run when he's healthy. Chris Jones, he's going to play a bleep ton of snaps like we all know. <laughs> that's four solid – one incredible and the best defensive tackle in the NFL. Three really serviceable pieces – by the way, Dana and Charles and Carl Loftus even can all kick inside at any given time. I'm, I am, I am content. Doesn't sound like you boys mentioned uh, Joshua Cando or Malik Herring though. A little surprising, Connor. Are you, dude? I, I know. I'm hoping he comes through because I have three jerseys of Josh Cando. Uh, <laughs> I need him to come out, and I ordered his shoes, but they never made any, so I never. He did a Kickstarter and stole my money for Cando kicks. <laughs> But, but that but that didn't happen. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Well, hey, by the way, any other positions? Sterling, you're totally out on shopping. You're like uh you're like when I pull up to the to the grocery store, my son's like, "Yeah, I'm staying in the car. Don't need anything." And I'm like, "Well, you say you don't need anything, but you're eating the cinnamon toast crunch I'm putting in the cart. So don't pretend you don't want to go shopping. You want to go no. shopping. You just I'll want me to enjoy do it. it. Yeah, I don't want to. I, I don't like shopping. Okay, you can go shopping for me. Just bring me some ice cream. Okay, give me some key lime pie ice cream. We'll call it good. I'm not going to the store to get it though. There it is. There it is. Uh, what about you, Stacy? Any other positions or any other names on a free agent list that you're like, I'd love to see it. Honestly, no. Really, just those those couple of positions. I think for the most part, this this roster is pretty well balanced. And I think in most other positions, they have enough. They have enough depth to weather an injury or two. So I I think they'll be good. Yeah, I agree. We're looking great, especially in the secondary and linebacker, second and third levels of the defense. I I haven't seen this kind of talent or depth in a long, long time. Maybe if ever, if I'm watching the team. This will be the deepest, most versatile defense we have seen in the Patrick Mahomes era. Steve Spagnuolo has dreams over this because he has so many pieces he can move around. Uh, Drew Tranquil, you know, ranking as a 12th best pass coverage linebacker in the NFL last year while also getting five and a half sacks. Nick Bolton is your green dot, but also Drew Tranquil can in obvious passing down situations. Willie Gay Jr. actually ranked as the 13th best pass coverage linebacker last year, according to PFF. Nick Bolton was the top top 15 PFF linebacker overall. I mean, you just go down the list and you're looking at the versatility. We talked about the defensive line going inside and outside. Uh, Legereus Sneed obviously playing a little bit of inside, outside, some slot corner as well. Uh, You know, Justin Reed, Brian Cook, but also if you want to be a a ball hawk at safety, you have Mike Edwards. Uh, If you want to have some special teamers for Dave Tobe, you have Deion Bush and Nazi Johnson. Uh, If you want to put a bigger bodied cornerback, put Joshua Williams in the game. You want to have a little bit more of a – Maybe a lanky guy. You have Jalen Jalen Watson. I mean, the list goes on and on. I think Spags is going to have a field day with the versatility and talent this defensive line has. Or not yeah. defensive line, defense has. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Hey, before we go to the must list, Stacey, any other Chief-centric thoughts you've had this week that you want to share or, or uh, questions you want to pose? Um, I'm, I'm curious uh, if I could pose a question to you two. What I think, my sense is that this year's rookie class will not have as many immediate contributions as last year's did. But if you had a sense of a couple of guys you think might be early contributors from this year's rookie class, who would it be? Sterling, I know your favorite. Who is it? Guess. Coburn. Yeah. I, I think if there's one guy, it'd be Kondre Coburn. I think he's the best chance of seeing the field early on. Derek Nottie didn't take a step forward last year. Um, if Coburn shows out in training camp, 
that's probably a guy the Chiefs want to see because then he's on a rookie contract for four years, right? If he can show out now, get the best four years out of Keandre Coburn, uh, that would not shock me. I just think he has the best chance. I'm not saying Keandre Coburn is going to be some superstar, uh, but I do think he has a chance to be the uh, the starter maybe week three, week four, if, if things uh, go well for him. The only other guy I could think of would be FAU early, just if Charles does get that suspension. That's the only other guy. I think Rasheed Rice is about wide receiver four, maybe five to start the year behind even Richie James, maybe in wide receiver six, if we're being honest, if, if, if Justin Watson makes the team. Um, I, these rookies are in a good spot. Yeah. The Chiefs are in a good spot. They don't need these guys to come up and make immediate impacts week one. Uh, the Chiefs had three rookies at cornerback last year play meaningful snaps in a Super Bowl. Also, a defensive end. It's crazy. It's wild. That's not the case this year. It's a good thing for Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, with, I'm with Sterling. I, I agree with you both. I, I I don't think they'll play much. However, I said this last week. I'll say it again. Uh, these Chiefs are not afraid to play rookies up front on offense. They did it with Creed. They did it with Trey. Uh, they're not af- even afraid of like newer faces if they're the right guys. They will play the right five. That means, I think, if Wanya Morris shows a higher ceiling than a declining or aging Donovan Smith, are we going to see Wanya Morris as the starting left tackle maybe from the bye week on? I, I'll just say I would not be surprised by that. Um, and if so, that would make him uh, a pretty impressive third-round pick from this year if he's uh, if he's a blindside blocker for Patrick Mahomes in his rookie year. I like it. I, I do too. Plus, I love Wanya Morris. I just listened to a bunch of boys to men over the weekend. So I love that Wanya Morris too. And I love, by the way, his mom says he was named after that Wanya Morris. I just think that's like, I just love it. I just love that whole thing. Anyway. Are we ready to sing Motown Philly? All, all, all of us? Mm, I love it. Maybe boys, ABC, BBD. We're bringing the whole East Coast family. <laughs> Let's talk about... Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, folks, we've come to the end of another episode, which means two things. One, it's time for the must list. And two, we bring in our esteemed producer, Richard. Are you there? What's up, guys? I'm here. Yeah. Looking good, Richard. Looking good. Y'all are looking even better, so thank you. Well, yeah, thank you. We're just, we're friendly all around. Uh, folks, it's time for the must list. This is the part of the show where we recommend anything last week i recommended a whole country so anything goes here usually it's an album or a movie or a tv show or a book but hey uh you know we no restraints let's let our guests go first stacy uh are you bringing something to the table here of course um i'm going with an album i'm gonna say if if you're into hip-hop i would say uh killer mike's michael album which was released recently that would be my must. I think his rap album of the year so far. Um, an excellent audio memoir about his life, uh, about love, about loss, um, about community. It's a great album, and and I think uh, will probably hold up and be the rap album of the year. Wow! All right, I've added it to my list. Yeah, Since that's so, awesome, man. I, I like Run the Jewels. I like Killer Mike. I do too. I like all things Killer Mike. Like his whole persona, like just hearing him talk. I love hearing him in interviews. Sharp guy, man. Really sharp guy. Uh, Richard, what about you, brother? Uh, For me uh, this week, I'm going to recommend a show I am kind of rewatching, have it on the background. You know me. I like to have stuff on the background. Uh, I'm going to recommend Peep Show 
Uh, that's an old Channel 4 comedy. I think it ended maybe back in 2019 or something like that. Uh, but it's been on since 2003. It stars a bunch of just awful people. You can think of this as like the British version of Sunny. So you've got awful people doing awful things. Uh, it's filmed all through the first person as well, which is kind of odd for a show. So it's all point of view shots from just about every for every angle. It's a point of view shot. Uh, so very odd show. Very cringy. Uh, very self-deprecating. <laughs> if you're a fan of, and I'm going to redeem myself here for the last time I tried to say this. If you're a fan of Schadenfreude, you will love the show. It's it's very embarrassing to watch. So yeah, peep show. I love it. Uh, I'll go. Uh, this week, um, so we just started watching The Bear, um, the second season of The Bear. And if you haven't seen it, Hulu, it's a short series. It's only eight episodes. Most episodes are like 30 minutes. You could probably watch the whole first season in like four or five hours total. It's a story of like a award-winning chef who comes back to run his uh, deceased brother's Chicago like restaurant. And it's filled with, if you've ever worked in a kitchen, especially like a professional restaurant kitchen, it's like, it's all that hectic. It's all that community. It's all that like environment, but it is like one of the most, it's funny. It's dramatic. It's suspenseful. And then it's like, it's thrilling. And I couldn't believe how well they stuck the landing in the first season. I mean, it's like, it's killer acting and directing. We even rewatched the finale before the season two just started. And I was like, I was like getting very emotional rewatching it again. Cause I was like, they just, it's so beautiful. And also the soundtrack's killer. It's like Wilco and Radiohead and, and Bob Dylan. And I, you know, they, it's like, it's all the things. So uh, I love it. Have you have you guys seen The Bear? No. It's a great show. Yes. Okay. Great great new season. Great new season. I uh, love it. Sterling, what about you, brother? Yeah, I'll go with uh, Charlie Crockett. If you guys know who Charlie Crockett is, he's a kind of bluesy Americana country singer. Very, very good. It, it almost takes you back to like 1950s, 1960s country. Um, none of that bro country stuff. It's It's legit good stuff so charlie crockett's the guy i'm going with uh, if you have a chance to listen to charlie crockett i highly recommend it uh if you like turnpike troubadours i believe a couple songs that actually sat down evan was it evan faulkner uh, of turnpike sat down with charlie crockett wrote a couple songs together as well that's kind of a cool little connection too so charlie crockett is my must list folks it's great to be back with you again thanks to our producer richard who's always uh great behind the scenes uh, Sterling, we fought a little bit today. I'm feeling a little bit of angst, but our friendship goes deep. I still love you. I know. I feel the same. Uh, and all of you should love anything that Stacy writes or posts on Twitter. Follow him at MC Reach. Uh, again, Stacy Smith, writer for Arrowhead Addict. Uh, and also check out his music. Uh, links are there in his Twitter bio if you want to go there. Stacy, can I give all that away? Is that all right? Yeah, everything is there in my bio. <laughs> there it is. Folks, and uh, later on this week, tomorrow, Sterling, you'll be here with Adam Best. Is that right? Correct. On Thursday, Patrick Allen will be running the show. Plenty of Chiefs content coming up ahead all this week. We are here for you, creating content, even in a content desert. That's what we do, folks. We'll be be back again next week uh, with me and Sterling, and uh, hopefully a re-signed Chris Jones. Until then, go Chiefs.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.